This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Glamier. Hi, this is Dr. Tabas Samir. I'm a cosmetic dermatologist, owner, and founder of Mirror Skin Cosmetic in New York City and star of an Emmy award-winning Bravo TV show. My podcast is all about great conversations with your favorite celebrities, media personalities, and well-known experts in the worlds of lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. Through their stories, I hope to uplift, inspire, and educate. This is Glamier. Oh, hello, everyone from New York via Paris. We have a beautiful French um, designer, Catherine Malandrino, here today. Welcome, Catherine. Hello. I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, see, I'm going to be feeling all day like I'm in France, so I'm excited about this. <laughs> yes, I'm happy if we can have all our, our guests traveling with us. Yes. So today, I, I'm. it's funny because when you first came on, uh, I want to tell people who you are first. You're a uh, basically a really beautiful, iconic French fashion designer that has had your designs in your own boutiques, but you've worked with many of the top fashion designers. You lived in New York City for 20 years between New York and Paris. And today, uh, one of the books that we're discussing today is your newest book. And please say it for me because I want to be able to pronounce it correctly. Un, Une femme française. Une femme française. And it's basically a really wonderful book about the style and iconic differences between American culture and French culture. Yes, because I, you know, I had the chance to live between Paris and New York for the last 20 years and I learned so much from French and American style and how both we can share and be uh, amazing women when we share. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because you talk about the differences uh, between American culture and style and beauty and seduction versus the French, but you also talk about the similarities and the things that we mutually kind of adore about each other, which is a nice thing. Of course, because I felt that not only we have things that we adore each other, the same type of thing, but at the same time, I learn a lot from American women by yeah. living here. Yeah. Um, so you've been here, like, w first, before I even start, I met you almost 20 years ago. This is the first thing I said when I saw you. I was in school, and you had opened a brand new uh, boutique of your own within Henry Bendel's in New York City. And I think I just moved here. It was my first year here. And I met you there for the first time. I mean, you met millions of people there, but here we are again. <laughs> uh, do you know what? 20 years ago. It's very funny because because of the book, again, I'm uh, reconnecting with many of my uh, uh, oldest friends and acquaintances. And uh, Bendel just asked me to do a new talk at Henry Bendel yeah. in the next, uh, the December 12th. Okay, I have to be at that. Then isn't it <laughs> funny? 20 years later, yeah. I remember seeing you 20 years. Mm -hmm. And now 20 years later, here we are yeah. talking about the book. It's and crazy. In a few days at Henry Bendel again. Yeah. And you've been through a lot these 20 years with your fashion line. And as a female entrepreneur, I would love to talk about that also. You know, the book is, is one of the one of the many amazing things you've done over these 20 years. So you've had your own fashion line. You've been on Project Runway as mm -hmm. a judge. Yes. You've done plenty of television things. Mm -hmm. And 
as a businesswoman who who is you you basically create a huge powerhouse of in fashion which is not easy to do what was some of the things that you look back on now and you're like wow how did i manage to do this well especially that when i arrived in uh, new york in 2008 i was uh, i decided to move in and i was pregnant and i met a man and i was working at diane von furstenberg mm -hmm. relaunching the wrap dress mm -hmm. and my baby just was born mm -hmm. and i had to juggle being a mother a lover a friend a, a new expat in new york yeah and really a very quickly a creative entrepreneur woman yeah then sometime and especially at the beginning you need a lot of uh, superpower and something that is a little bit like about spontaneity and unconsciousness. Yeah. You know, when you have a strength, mm -hmm. a fire inside you that tell you whatever happened, I'm going to make it. Yeah. I happened to be listening to something from Tony Robbins last night. I just I was scrolling through my Twitter and there was one expert that one excerpt that he did where somebody asked him what makes a athlete an elite athlete and I think that it can apply to anyone exactly as what you just said an athlete an entrepreneur you have to have that hunger and that drive to be better than who you were even yesterday certainly you know is the idea that you have to do your best and you are capable yeah I heard that from my mother and the way I was raised since I am a little girl. Mm -hmm. You know, the idea was not like we were born and live in a fairy tale, yeah. but we were really born to fight to express the best of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think when you encourage young girl, young boy to be at their best, to mm -hmm. always do their best, mm -hmm. and because you believe in them and they are capable, it makes a huge difference because very quickly they feel responsible of their own life. Yeah. So that was one of the things you were taught as a young girl from your mother. Mm -hmm. yes. And do you think that's something that we should teach our children? I mean, it's a silly question, but I think that it's a perfect I, example of how to cope in life when no one can help you? Absolutely. I think I it's key. The words that you are going to plant a seed in their head are key words, you know? Mm -hmm. If you just read them with the idea of fairy tale that they are going to find one day the charming prince mm -hmm. and will be forever happy, mm -hmm. you know, already you, in, you give them the wrong dream. Yeah. And it's very sensible this age because they catch everything. They like catch everything. They, they mm -hmm. have to know that this first, to be very positive about life. Yes. Because life is a big chance. Yes. We have like uh, years to live. We have to take the best of it. Of course, we love like uh, uh, deception, we love pain, but let's aim for the light yeah. always yeah. and keep as great souvenir the best souvenir. And it sounds like we were raised very similarly that way because my mom was the same with me um, in terms of I went to med school, I became a doctor. But prior to all of that, my mother said, you know, you never want to depend on anyone else to buy you a bra, you know, buy you your clothes. You said you want to be self-sufficient and whatever they can do, you can do better. And that's very cliche, but it, it really resonated with me. Sometimes when I look at the stuff that I've done, I'm like, how the hell did I do this? And I think to myself, it's because of the resolve that they gave me. And it sounds like you, because 20 years in New York City in the fashion industry is enough to make anyone go insane. <laughs> yes. And what I learned uh -huh. into, in the curve was how to surround myself with talent. With talent. This was very important mm -hmm. to build a team mm -hmm. because you don't do anything by yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you are maybe the, the, 
the engine mm-hmm. of it. But mm-hmm. then when you have the engine, you have to make sure that you surround yourself with people that share your vision yeah. and to make sure you inspire them to be at their best. Because you become very similar to the few people that you hang out with. Like if you have a few people that you're friends with and they're negative or positive or talented or untalented, that's what you become. You just You just become accustomed to acting the same way. Yes, but sometimes too, mm-hmm. we don't have to follow that. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, sometimes somebody can be negative. Sometimes somebody can be depressed and mm-hmm. it's not the best moment of his life. Mm-hmm. However, if you have the strength to inspire them to be again at their yeah. best, we all have something amazing to share. Yes. Then it's how we uh, we can encourage all being all together and sharing what is our inner talent. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I you're one of the designers that I've loved to watch over the years because um, whether it was 20 years ago when you were first starting your brand and it's 20 years later and we're talking about your books and your success. You always were positive and you always presented forth this, this um, positivity. And the fact that you work with Diane von Furstenberg, who's another woman I find very, very admirable. What traits did you kind of learn from her? What do you think she learned with from you? And what do you guys think you had together? Uh, you know, I, I certainly learned a lot from her mm-hmm. and especially uh, uh, something that I always remember because even on the great time and on the, on the more difficult, challenging time of my career, I give her a call. We speak over the phone or she send me text and I, she, she really inspired me to change my scars into stars. Mm-hmm. And this is extremely strong because it shows that whatever will be your path, just keep the most positive aspect of it and grow from there. Mm-hmm. That means it doesn't mean that you are forgetting the scars will be forever in yeah. your heart. Yeah. However, you are strong enough to go above that. Above that. And I think this is a very strong inspiration already mm-hmm. because it you build you with a very extremely positive and lightning energy. Yeah. And I I love that because what happens is you can learn from each other. So many people want to make women be opposite from each other and you can actually learn and be an energy together. Of course, we can learn from each other. And maybe what we had with Diane in common, Mm -hmm. we see the joy to celebrate femininity. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she had a a path that really make her emphasize on on print and and, uh, comfort and empowerment. But at the same time, she put women at the heart of her work. And for me, woman has been really always my main focus. Yeah. You know what I mean? I never uh, lose my customer from my mind, even when I'm designing, even if it's totally start from a very abstract color palette mm-hmm. or ID. At the end, I know that I want to do a dress or a shirt to make her look at her best. Make her I, look her best. She want, I want, you know, I really love the idea that I help her in mm-hmm. her own life. Mm-hmm. That means there's this idea that I have something in my hand. I can help you to, for I will work for you. Mm-hmm. I will have this uh, pleasure mm-hmm. of making you looking uh, amazing. The best you can. What is the definition of a une femme française? And une forgive femme my French. <laughs> une femme française means a French woman. Mm-hmm. And what I love about this title is like already it's a romance by itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we all have in mind the idea of what is a French woman. Yes. It starts from a, a mythic woman. Mm-hmm. And I will, uh, you know, get back to 
Beautiful Movie with Catherine Deneuve uh -huh. in Belle de Jour, with Brigitte Bardot in Dieu créa la femme, yes. God created the woman, mm -hmm. or in Anouk Aimé in A Man and a Woman. We all have this beautiful, mysterious, uh, uh, devastating, uh, passionate, stylish, elegant image, image of the French woman image amazing image of a french woman mm -hmm. then we are lucky as french people mm -hmm. because we carry this all this story with us mm -hmm. however today there's many new french women that mm -hmm. still carry the same je ne sais quoi that, that is a french touch of elegance yeah i have in mind a woman like carla bruni mm -hmm. or charlotte gainsbourg mm -hmm. lou doyon uh garance doré Marion Cotillard, yes. all you know, a new generation of young women that ki still carries themselves with a lot of grace. Yeah. So it's that the the French you call the French in your book the romantic, whereas Americans are pragmatic. And yes. I definitely can agree. You know, especially living in New York, when I'm thinking about my shoes, mm -hmm. I'm being very <laughs> pragmatic about my shoes. But you know, it's true because uh, one of the things you say is French have a, a, a world of ideas where Americans are actions. Mm -hmm. So are these sort of the basis of what you are trying to discern? Yes, well, these were the main difference that mm -hmm. I totally felt were totally real by mm -hmm. living in New York City. However, uh, I think like the the combination of both sides make us a perfect woman. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I had the chance to live here and to build a bridge between Paris and New York to make sure I was bringing all this harmony and the mix of both the quality yeah. to the woman of the next generation. So what are some, let's talk about what is a seductive style of French woman. Or, but first thing I want to say is what is the qualities of a French woman that you think we would benefit from, like that American women would benefit from knowing about? First, they, um, every day they have something a little more playful and they bring a lot of humor in their everyday life. Mm -hmm. This little thing that we call la joie de vivre. Mm -hmm. That means they are all in the detail mm -hmm. that it's something that whatever happening, you look at the sun, you hear a bird, you look at a flower, you are enchanted by a color. Mm -hmm. You really take the best, you observe everything to take the best of it mm -hmm. because already it puts you in and a joyful spirit. Yeah. And this already, you know, positivity makes you a, a more beautiful person mm -hmm. already because yeah. then you start to smile. Yeah. And when you smile, yeah, a true. face is and enlightened yes first thing yeah second thing the way we play with style is effortless we don't try too hard to look perfect i think you know what is really a, a, a big difference between french and american women is this idea of perfection and imperfection mm -hmm. and you talk about that in your book and i'd love to talk about that in a little bit too as we continue absolutely yeah. because mm -hmm. i feel that uh, american women have this idea that to be accomplished, they need to reach perfection. Yeah. Perfection in their hair, in their makeup, in their skin, in, in their, their bodies, in their body, mm -hmm. in their health, in their style. Everything is to be perfect. Is even a word that they are using during the day for many things like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah. French, we don't even use this word. You don't Bec use this word. We don't because for us, 
we don't even care about perfection. We know we are all imperfect and we embrace it. I think that I might be a little bit French because I was al there's always something about me that I think because I'm always worried about you're busy and focused and, and worried about other things, not even worried. Uh, worried isn't the right word, but like I had friends of mine who are, you know, friends from this from New York City who there I, I had one friend who we were getting ready for dinner and she spent 45 minutes combing her eyelashes because of the mascara was clumpy. And I remember looking at this going, who cares? Who bothers about your freaking eyelash? Let's just go out and have a good time. And a lot of girls are like this. May I read something about your book that I actually Please. really loved, especially because I'm a dermatologist, so I can really appreciate this ideal that Americans have to be perfect. Um, you wrote, America is this beauty of imperfection. America has grown into a new standard of beauty with the Kardashian family and their obsession with perfection as they define it. Nose job, plumped lips, big booty, high hard boobs, stick straight hair, perfect brows, cookie cutter beauty. And then you go on to talk about how when you came to New York, people had talked to you about your nose and your teeth and then you started to feel somewhat insecure about your imperfections. Mm -hmm. But then you went back to the French ideals in which you said imperfections for Americans are considered pure seduction for the French. Absolutely. So take it away, Catherine. <laughs> absolutely. And I think this is something that Americans have to start to learn. Yeah. That means when I came here and it was for the first time in my life, mm -hmm. I started to feel that I was not as as fresh, beautiful, light that I thought I was in France mm -hmm. while I was exactly B the same person. The same person. But, you know, people were noticing that my teeth was not perfectly uh, 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 straight or that uh, my hair was a little like always not perfectly combed. Mm -hmm. And they were like, if I was not trying my best, but I say, in my mind, you know, it was uh, I, it was trouble suddenly. Mm -hmm. But then I realized that my icon were always women of imperfection, mm -hmm. because in France we love this. Uh, we call it grace. Mm -hmm. We call it something that is even close to spontaneity, mm -hmm. magic. We feel like a beautiful woman is a woman that just just get out of a bed yeah. and like this has no makeup, just a great smile, great air, mm -hmm. and just have love, make love yeah. like few minutes ago, yeah. and we say, <laughs> look at this glow, yeah. you know. Yeah. Then suddenly we totally change the character of beauty mm -hmm. and I feel this is something that America has to think of mm -hmm. because especially with these years of the Kardashian families mm -hmm. that have been uh, really into our face and certainly it changed the way we look at beauty mm -hmm. because they are looking uh, through transformation to reach perfection and at the same time they have been very influential for a full generation of women then suddenly everybody wanted to look the same, have the perfect straight hair, the perfect boob, skin, attitude, even the cheekbone, even and the even chin. The, <laughs> the chin. And yeah. suddenly you see clones where in France it's absolutely the opposite of that. We love uniqueness. We love individuality. And this is what we call charm. And this is what even men, you know, when they meet with you, they say, oh, you know, oh, I love your smile. And they know you don't have the perfect smile. Yeah. But it's because of that that they love you, because you become one of a kind. The thing that I love about what you're saying is I, I fully agree with it. 
You know, I fully agree with it. I have um, my sister and I have very different features and she has a prominent nose and I admire her because she's beautiful. She's pale skin, black hair, the opposite of me. But she always had this prominent nose and never once did she say, I'm getting this fixed because she was like, this is who I am. And if you don't like it, go to hell. Yeah, but this is very but from European. from a young age. This is very yeah. European mentality. Mm -hmm. Because Americans will have tendency to look at their face 25,000 times mm -hmm. and say, you know what, I need this uh, nose job as soon as possible. I right. need this is my the nose of my dream. And you know, and suddenly they're losing their soul and their identity. They're using it. Another thing is like I had a, I had a friend of mine, and this happens so frequently. You talk about the high boobs and this, that, the other. Girls that will do that because they think it's going to make them more beautiful or more sexy because, and so they'll get the, I'm in the industry, you know, I, I, I've done these plastic surgery procedures on people and it really, uh, there are times where a girl's coming in or a young woman's coming in and she's getting her breasts done because that's what her boyfriend wants. And she's doing it because she thinks it's going to make him happy. And um, sometimes women get to a certain age. It's one thing if they've had kids and they're wanting to fix it. That's a different topic but a lot of times we're trying to fit into this mold the another thing is as a as a physician as a dermatologist i see a lot more young girls who i'm talking are 15 16 17 18 years old not even 30s and 40s getting stuff done to look like a i don't want to say kardashian because there are so many examples of this out there, more than that family, that are trying to look like what they feel are the standard of beauty. Even in the way we're wearing our makeup now with the contouring and the, the, we're contouring our necks now, it's ridiculous. So what can you tell me about what we should do to get away from that? We're all becoming a victim of the trends right now. Yes, well, maybe we have to uh, open to different type of uh, reference mm -hmm. and certainly not to be only uh, following and because we're speaking about followers on Instagram on yeah. Facebook and not about following the wrong icon mm -hmm. and maybe I don't mean that the condition maybe have something great in what they are doing certainly however think about the way uh, Charlotte Gainsbourg has been received, or even uh, uh, Marion Cotillard, yeah. or uh, Catherine Deneuve that aged beautifully. That means there are other examples of women in the world that sometimes you, you have to be aware of because don't close yourself just to the American woman, mm -hmm. you know? American woman, maybe, you know, they have been trying to hard these last years mm -hmm. to reach perfection. Mm -hmm. And maybe they, have, they are going to go into a world because what it is after perfect, super perfect, yeah. hyper perfect, never aging, yeah. looking 20s when you are 70s, yeah. what is the aim? When here? does it end? Where does it end? So I think I like what you're saying about making sure you follow the right icon and the right example at of a young course. age, yeah. And that means, you know, for that, open your point of view. Mm -hmm. Open, you know, think that America is great, but the world is even better. Mm -hmm. That means make sure that America is part of the world. Mm -hmm. Don't be there traveling, mm -hmm. there open, opening your mind. Well, for so many years, we did think we were the center of the universe. <laughs> yes, and that's why I uh, speak about that, yeah. because I think America has so much to share, but at the same time, they have to be curious mm -hmm. about the rest what of the world. What else is going on? And I like that. They have to be curious about the rest of the yes. world. I was a little different than a lot of kids 
growing up because my parents came from another country. So I was on an airplane across country, across the world. I flew overseas before I flew to Chicago. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So we were always more curious about things. And I I was always a little bit uh, alarmed at how little people knew here about the rest of the world. Um, but but back to what we're talking about for beauty standards. You were just saying what happens when you're 70? Do you want to look when you're 20? Uh, what I also see this reflected in American celebrities, the the celebrities that are aging. There's some phenomenal phenomenal examples of beautiful aging. I think Jennifer Lopez, Gwen Stefani, um, Holly Berry, Jane Fonda. Uh, Helen Mirren, I think that they're all examples of class and American yes. examples. Julianne Moore. Julianne yes. Moore. But there are also a lot of celebrities who get to a certain point and they start to do procedures. And you're very, you have a very p- opinion about procedures. And I think I'd like for you to talk about what you feel the differences between American standard of procedures and beauty and dermatology and plastic surgery versus the French. Well, first the French, you know, they will start eventually to touch their face after 50s, before it's not even a topic. So the French, do, they don't do any procedures until no, their 50s. No, mm-hmm. no. They don't even want to consider, yeah. you know, because they live like a, a, a life where they feel they still are seductive. Yeah. And this is the best answer. Ah. Then for them, they are happy women. They're happy women. They have this joie de vivre that when they look at the mirror, yes, they're aging. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they have so much more to share. Yeah. Then I love that you said that they still feel seductive. So they're in a society that still cherishes them, makes them feel seductive. Absolutely. And we aren't in that society necessarily in the U.S. Well, I think because you have to value the content of people, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. just the appearance. Mm-hmm. And this is a big difference here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is why sometimes I feel it's quite uh, disturbing to see on all social media women that are showing themselves just on the appearance. Yeah. And, uh, and really, it shows really a very low self-esteem. Yeah. You know, because they are almost naked and looking for love and likes and being friend. For what? For yeah. that, they are going to sell their body and yeah. their soul. Yeah. You know, where French women, when they do social media, it's a lot because they have something to share and mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. That means because of content. And you age way better when you have content to share than yeah. just beauty. Because content is like great wine. It's mm-hmm. just getting better, it gets richer better. with age. Yeah. Where beauty is exactly the contrary. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a flower that disappeared with, uh, yeah. with time. Yeah. Then it's better to be a good wine or a good cheese and stay longer. <laughs> I'd rather be a wine or a cheese than, <laughs> than a rose. A, yes, exactly. <laughs> Even if, you know, part of the seduction, the flowers are very important. Yeah. Because of the, uh, the ephemeral moment, you know, that is seduction. Seduction is linked with magic. It's yeah. something that you cannot even touch. You know, it's something that you feel and yeah. that you have been open to receive. But it comes from inner confidence. From inner confidence and for uh, desire. Desire. For me, desire is a key word. And today when you see, and it was your next topic, I mm-hmm. know, what's going on with harassment. Yes. There is a response yes. to that. That's definitely something that I wanted to, to address with you. Because when you wrote this book, you had a, a, an idea of educating and empowering and talking about differences and everything you've said today, which is why I wanted to talk about so many topics related to your book, because it's not just a style and a seduction. It's a way of thinking. It's a way of being more powerful, more um, passionate about your life. Yes. 
So now, a year and a half later, uh, or a year later, you've got all of these crazy allegations with Harvey Weinstein and etc. I can't even get into it, where it's about women who are being harassed. And I don't know if you read what or heard what Donna Karen said, which she later recanted about it, it came across as if she was telling us as women, we need to be careful how we present ourselves because that we could be inviting this. She yeah. later recanted and said she didn't mean it. But what, are, what would you say to that? Because you're now well, writing a book about style and seduction. Well, style and seduction, it's funny because it come at a moment mm -hmm. in the world where I think we need all to react. First, because harassment is unacceptable. Mm -hmm. And this, for me, there is no, uh, no excuse to that, zero. Nothing can uh, explain the, humilia the hum humiliation that mm -hmm. a woman can feel when she's harassed. Yeah. It's violent, it's, uh, it's demeaning, uh, diminishing, mm -hmm. and humiliating. Mm -hmm. And this, this has to be said, and this has to stop all over the world and thanks to America mm -hmm. to start the movement yeah. because now French are doing it and I'm sh sure that all over the world Absolutely. men are going to be way more careful about their behavior. Yes. But now that we know that and this is in the front page of all the media everything at the same time it's nice to speak about behaviors that make men and women feel at their best. Yes. And this for me, the answer is seduction. Seduction. Because it's all subtle. It's all refined. Mm -hmm. It's all graceful. Mm -hmm. It's exactly at the opposite of the harassment. It's the opposite of harassment and vulgarity. A total opposite. Yeah. That means I've never thought about it that way. That's why it's so important to speak about it because, you know, in every bad thing, mm -hmm happen, make like merge something great. Mm -hmm. And if like we had, uh, you know, today it's we we are nailing harassment mm -hmm. and we are all really uh, and very strongly as women want to be together mm -hmm. to say stop to harassment mm -hmm. cannot exist anymore. Yeah. But at the same time, we have to emphasize that what we want, mm -hmm. what is the message that we want? Yes, we want to be seduced by men. Mm -hmm. Yes, we want to be considered. We want to be acknowledged. Mm -hmm. And for that, beauty has a great role to play. Mm -hmm. Fashion has a great role to play. Mm -hmm. Because why do we spend so much time in the perfect product or in looking at our, our lips and the right color of lipstick? Mm -hmm. Why do we take so much time in putting product in our air or mm -hmm. looking at our best with our color? Mm -hmm. Why do we take so much time by choosing the right lingerie piece or the right shirt or the right dress if it's not to seduce the other? Mm -hmm. Then, of course, seduction is at the heart of our society. Mm -hmm. And we have to encourage that because it's a, it's a way to encourage a full lifestyle. Yeah. But seduction means manners, means elegance, means receiving flowers, means uh, still writing love letters or even texting nice words. So you seduc know? seduction is a gentleman and a gentlewoman doing yes. that, the courting. Yes, yeah. and it's like a dance that yeah. never ends, yeah. you know? And where, you know, sex could be or not yeah. the final answer. Whereas the harassment and the vulgarity, it's led with sex. It's, there's one goal only, mm -hmm. and the goal has to be achieved very quickly. And then that's where, it. Exactly. When in, uh, in seduction, it's a very long process. And the outcome is not even sex. Yeah. Uh, outcome is just to make your life more enriched maybe exactly mm -hmm. your life more sparkling it's as if what you're saying before about beauty versus content the 
the vulgar the vulgar harassment is all about your external beauty and getting the sex as fast as you can whereas seduction is more about the content of a human being I think absolutely yeah. it's like uh, uh, trying to compare pornography and romance mm -hmm. it's like at the opposite side mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that at the end you know you want to be loved and right. there are all people around us mm -hmm. we all want to be loved but there's right. a different way yeah. to access this right. love and some love give, give so much satisfaction yeah and you're not saying that seduction can't include sexual elements and even pornography if that's what you wanted of course. but you're saying that it's an art to getting there so that when it's you finally achieve it's nice it it's more it's, it's more so much rewarding it's yeah. fulfilling yeah. it's uh, it's a process that never ends and that gives you a lot of joy yeah you know it's a pleasure of life yeah because when you have to even to to try your best to seduce him or him to seduce you. Mm -hmm. It's like a game, the mm -hmm. game of life mm -hmm. and uh, never ends. Yeah. Because that's why even in a, in a marriage, it mm -hmm. never ends. Mm -hmm. And people that understand that, you know, have a very, very long process of being together and being married a longer time mm -hmm. because they're always into this dance of seduction. Yeah. They don't feel that anything is accomplished yet. And it almost seems there's an element of respect to that too. Of you know, course. in mm -hmm. seduction, there is respect mm -hmm. because to seduce the other, you cannot humiliate the other. If yeah. you humiliate the other, you don't have any more. Seduction is over. It's done. finished. Mm. It's done. You know that. I mean, yeah. it's like at the contrary, it's to unlike the other, to really bring the best of him, of her. You know, it's really our both are going to start this dance and to make it the longest as possible. It's fascinating because I had all of these notes here for you. <laughs> and I think what we've been talking about is far more interesting because all of this is the essence of the book. Yes. You know, so Thank it's you. really lovely. What do you think about um, down to basics? We talked about beauty. Now, let's quickly talk, or not quickly, but fashion. What are some staples, like some pragmatic advice for us American women, uh, staples of French wardrobe that you think would be nice to include into an American woman's wardrobe that is very first, elegant in French. I will say first, keep it simple. Mm. This is the already the best advice. Mm -hmm. Keep it simple. Because style, there's something that has to be and seen and live in a way that is effortless. Mm -hmm. Then the second thing is uh, uh, edit. Mm -hmm. Don't try to have more and more and more. Yeah. A French woman will really look at even a closet and say, this is exactly what I need. Mm -hmm. And I don't need 10 of the same type of blouse because it's all a little bit different. Yeah. And 25 different t-shirts. That's and very American to do and that. Yes. And to because the now it's a new trend and I'm yeah. going just to get like all yeah. this out and I've now build a, a new thing. Yeah. And suddenly you don't build your authenticity. Mm -hmm. You don't build your personality through age you just are uh, a victim of fashion mm -hmm. and this is maybe something that has to uh, see uh, i don't want to see an end because you know it's part of our economy and it's uh, answering sometimes a lot of fantasy mm -hmm. that we need in mm -hmm. our everyday life sometimes just having this uh, impulse by give us a little moment of joy yeah. that we want to experience. Yeah. But at the same time, behind clothes, we are building ourselves yeah. as a person. Yeah. That means, who are we? Who are a we? woman that uh, s 
as to take the time to look at a body, to mm-hmm. look at a shape, uh-huh. first to take the best of a shape mm-hmm. because we are not perfect. Mm-hmm. And this is something very French that we have to keep in our mind. We mm-hmm. are not perfect. And we cannot just trying always to be perfect. But there's clothes that can hide our imperfection and yeah. emphasize on our strengths. Yes. And this is where you have to use clothes to your advantage. Yeah. Not designer to their advantage because they want you to change to this color and At to this new this fabric yeah. this season because they need the sales. Yeah. You know, that means, and I am a designer. That yeah. mean really, That's why yeah, I think it's fascinating that you're saying a, this. <laughs> At the same time that I am for, for people and for women to dress up and change and feel fashion, I want them when they buy something yeah. to, give a, to give some thought to what they are buying mm-hmm. because for me, the best piece are the ones that stay in their closet for yeah. a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of that, I still have a piece that I bought 20 years ago <laughs> with you. And I still, it's to this day, I still wear it. And I remember when I bought it thinking, you know, who thinks in your advice? It was, it, was a, it was a sleeveless ribbed, just a V-neck fuchsia like little sweater and I still to this day wear it and I remember when I when I saw your name and wanted to interview I'm like I still have that piece from 20 years ago and I still wear it because it's held up well it's classic and it always it's always going to be something that I love the color I love the shape and it suits me so thank you and I've gone through a lot of (laughs) a lot of trends (laughs) thank you you know this really make me feel happy as a designer because I never felt that Mm -hmm. I had to design Mm -hmm. for my piece to be in a museum yeah but really for a woman that mm-hmm. enjoy this yeah. piece mm-hmm. and keep them in their closet. There's yeah. nothing that make me more happy yeah. to hear that you still have pieces yeah. that I designed 20, 20 years, years ago. ago. Yeah, Because it gives a real value of what clothes should be. Yeah. And clothes are about timeless quality. Mm-hmm. They're about elegance, mm-hmm. style. They have to give you this uh, 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 the feeling that they, they uh, you own them and mm-hmm. that they are... Uh, really like your second skin yeah in a way that when you wear them you are empowered but empowered by femininity yeah because you know again this idea of all these last years of Mm -hmm. empowerment Mm -hmm. be superwoman be uh, be the boss girl Mm -hmm. be uh, you know it's on one side is great because it gives a lot of confidence on women Mm -hmm. however we have to keep feminine in our wardrobe Yeah. Otherwise, tomorrow we are going to build a society of suit and and men and women that are going to fight each other for mm. who has the power. Yeah. Where it's not what we want. Yeah. We want to need Be each women. other yeah. and to respect our difference. Yeah. I love that. You have you have learned a lot over these years that I think is fascinating and it's wonderful to hear because it's it's fun, it's flirty, it's seductive, but it's also very much knowledge that we need and good knowledge. So I appreciate Thanks. it. I'm so excited to have met you today. I know that you have, um, can you tell people where to buy the book? I know it's on Amazon. I know they can go to your site uh-huh. and buy it there. It's easily available in every bookstore. Yes, in Barnes and Nobles mm-hmm. and in uh, and in Albertine, the French library in New York. Yeah. But the best way too is to access it on the website. Yeah, yes, on the website. And, and to look at uh, Une Femme Française by yes. Catherine Malandrino. Yeah, it's very easy to find. And your your social media, you're active on your social media. Mm-hmm. So can you please let us know what the, your social media is? Yes, it's hashtag Catherine Malandrino personal. Gotcha. It's your personal because I looked it up today and it's Catherine Malandrino 
Valendrino personal. So. It's it's important mm-hmm. because I have no more connection with yeah. the brand because yes. I sold it. Yes. And today, uh, it's uh, it, some piece still bear my name. Yeah. However, uh-huh. in terms of design, quality of design, point of view of style, it's very different Than from what yours. from who I am and what was my real Catherine yes. Valendrino original P- original yeah. then yes i'm happy to continue the conversation with your fan and with uh, with my fan of uh, social media yeah. at catherine malandrino person and i highly recommend this book it was a really wonderful read it was and it was fabulous talking to the author in person so thank you for being here thank you so much i appreciate the conversation with an american woman yes <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.